your comic book pit. Okay. Studded uh, bunch of people here today. Uh, to my left, I'm Jared. Jared, and then from New Dimension Comics and Three Rivers Comic Con, we've got John Angle. Howdy. And then our resident lovebirds, Sean Atkins <laughs> and his wife Steph. Hello. In my scrubs. <laughs> Straight from work. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is our. Uh, just our general conversation episode, and uh, we invited we invited John here to not only kind of nerd out with us and talk about comics in our last episode, but to talk about Three Hours Comic Con, which is uh, kind of our area's. I, I feel like it's our go-to show now, as far as like comics and you know, comicdom, and uh, you know, it's it's a non-celebrity, non-autograph uh, show like. Uh, you know, Three Rivers, or I mean, I mean, uh, Steel City Con, um, but it's like a pure comic book show, and uh, this is year number four, and uh, a lot of things have happened in the past <laughs> in the past month. So, uh, John, why don't you why don't you update everybody on uh, what's going on with Three Rivers Comic Con? Sure. Um, so the dates this year are May 11th and 12th. That's Mother's Day weekend. Um, we have a free uh, source point press book called Hope Number One that every single person who comes in gets, and it is specifically designed as a Mother's Day cover because it's a mom and her little kid. Um, and Todd and Amanda are in the, uh, on the actual cover for the book. It's kind of cool. Uh, but the creative team will both be there. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, couple weeks ago uh if you've been to the show before it was at century three mall uh and now <laughs> that is not an option <laughs> for lack of better term r.i.p.c3 uh, <laughs> i mean it was it was a great venue i uh, worked out really well but now we have an even bigger space uh at the waterfront uh we moved our store down there our, our new veg comic store uh it's on the other end of the waterfront though uh so the store is over by lowe's the show will be in the old Macy's under the bridge on the bottom floor. Um, we're going to be using about uh, 60,000 square feet of it. It's it's pretty nuts. Um, we have 135 artist alley tables and about 55 vendor tables plus panels. Um, the Heroinberg guys are going to have like a room where you can watch their episodes all day long and check out Heroinberg, which is a YouTube uh, show that's filmed locally about heroines. 
Um, not heroin. Heroin. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. super, super women. Um, it's a rather cavalier attitude towards the uh, yeah. opioid crisis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're great people. Um, we have some cosplay guests this year. There's going to be a cosplay area, uh, a retro video gaming area, and then an area for kids to just build with blocks like Duplos and Legos and non-Legos and everything in between. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the retro gaming area, you'll be able to like charge your phone. We'll have a couple like extra power strips and stuff. Um, and it's, it, the caliber of the show is just insane. Uh, we have like six or seven publishers coming. Uh, we have Action Lab, who's local, um, Black Box, which is Scott McDaniel's, uh, publishing company, um, Devil's Do, uh, Josh Blaylock is coming in, and he's bringing a couple of his, sta- uh, stable, which is great. Um, Source Point Press, who put out the Hope Book. Caliber Comics, um, Golden Tree Publishing, and Aftershock Comics will be here. So and uh, Valiant too, right? Oh, and Valiant, yeah, I forgot yeah. about Valiant. So we have eight, eight individual publishers coming. That's insane. Yeah, uh, wow. you know, I, I mean, it's, that's a lot for for a comic show in any area. Um, and we're we're just glad to 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 come down there and and, and do this up and. Um, there will be air conditioning for those who are asking. <laughs> uh, I know that's been a thing in the past. Uh, you can, you should have cell phone signal in the entire building. <laughs> uh, these are always the complaints we got where we don't have any cell signal and it's really hot. And I'm like, we're doing what we can. And uh, we did. We, we fixed that. There you go. Uh, but the Macy's is actually like right beside Permani Brothers and the Improv and the Axe Throwing Place. Uh, so... Just those three things alone are cool things to do when you're like, oh, I'm going to take a break from the show. Oh, don't you know? discount the dueling pianos. Yeah, it's yeah, the piano bar. Oh, like, I love yeah. Sing Sing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rock Bottom's right there. Yeah. David Buster's is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Endgame comes out t- the weekend before, so you can go and Dang, yeah, the walk movie out theater's the right theater. there. P.F. Chang's. Yeah, make this mad for the waterfront. Oh, my <laughs> it is. It really is. I mean, like, there's, there's so much stuff to do down there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um,. So. Question: the uh, the extra amenities that you're having at this year's show, yes, is that a result of being in the larger space, or were those planned for? They were planned for either way. Okay. Yeah, like I, 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 Dan will will attest. I had planned on like renting an AC truck mm. and just backing it up and hooking it up, <laughs> uh, and we were going to pay for internet for everybody again and try to get the network to work better. Yeah. Uh, but this time now we don't need to do that and everybody can just use their cell phone. To and the video the game uh, arena and yeah, the, all the, that the, stuff. That was, was all, okay. Yeah, that was all planned. Do you, uh, is it, do you, are you more co- with the extra space? Is it more comfortable fit now than what it would have been in the previous? So there are hurdles of the new space, just like any space you go mm-hmm. to. Um, there's a couple dressing rooms that are kind of in the middle of the room. Okay. Uh, that we're going to work around, which is cool because we actually have some people that make clothing yeah. as as artists. So okay. we're just going to kind of put them there. So we're like, hey, you can just use the dressing yeah, room. It's a cosplay yeah, changing booth. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and there's a couple like – there's one – I think it's a – I want to say it's like Estee Lauder or something that is – or it's Clinique. It's a big okay. Clinique desk. It's huge. <laughs> it's like a 10 by 10 desk sitting there. And I'm like – 
what am I going to do with that? Yeah. And I just went, oh, I'm just going to give it to the art auction. They can just sit up there right on. and it'll be in the round yeah. this time. And I just I just met with Brian last night. He has two people helping him out, so they should be able to, to do that. Uh, but we'll have CGC signature verification again and drop off. Um, trying to think what else is cool. Uh, we're making paper comic book flowers for moms on oh, Sunday. Nice. Yeah, so... Um, Cosplay contests. Co- yep. Neat. Cosplay contests. Um, um, panels. Trivia on Saturday night. Um, hosted by Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, the totally, totally tremendous trivia. Uh, those guys have been great. Um, there's all kinds of panels. Um, and then our guest list is just massive. We gained about 30, 30 to 40 artist alley spaces. And we gained uh, about 5 or 10 vendor spaces. Um and we're sold out of vendor spaces. We still have about 20 artist alley spaces left as of recording this show. So, <laughs> but uh, I have some some really killer names like Mike Golden is coming, um, Josh Blaylock who, who's also doing the beer label this year. It's going to be a Mercy Sparks Sinful Stout beer. Um, it's going to be brewed by Shoebrew up in Zelianople, and you, it's going to be canned this year instead of a bottle. So you get two cans. Um, and all the artists and vendors uh, get access to that. They get two cans to go home with them. Uh, you can buy the VIP tickets and get that. Or you can buy, weirdly, it's called the four-pack or, like, the, the four-beer package, but it's actually five beers because it's two cans this year. So you get one of each of the previous years and then two of this year's cans. Uh, and I think that's 70 if you buy it in-store, 75 if you buy it online. Um some of the other awesome guests we have are Ron Friends, uh, Bob Hack, Pat Olive, Justin Jordan's coming back. Uh, Wayne Foucher will be there Saturday only. Uh, Matt Horak, who's doing um, Spider-Man Deadpool. And uh, I just remembered yesterday that he was the guy who drew when the Punisher was War Machine, when Rat Rosenberg was writing it, like, a couple years ago. Like, he's the guy who did the art on that. Uh, I met him in Chicago. He was great. He's actually from Ohio. Uh, Russ Braun, who I'm really excited about because he worked on like The Boys and Swamp Thing and Batman. Um, Don Simpson, uh, Drew Garcia, or, or Garrisi, who's uh, is an inker and a colorist. Uh, he did a lot of cool stuff. And then we have like you know DJ Kaufman and James Patrick and you know a bunch of other local guys. Um, some guys coming in from far away are. Uh, Dirk Manning and Kalen Smith, who did the um, the Hope book, like that's that's their thing. Uh, they've also worked a lot with Devils Do. Um, I really like Kalen's art. I don't know if you've ever read Plume, but that's her mm-hmm. her book she did. Um, Casey Pierce, who wrote Nora, who's that book just got picked up for a movie that was announced like two weeks ago. Uh, Sammy Castillo, because coming back to Pittsburgh since for the first time since Tommy passed away. Um, yeah, you know, it was, it's just tons and tons of great people. And, like, everybody else is um, just friends, and it's a dumb, big community. Oh, we have the 501st guys and the Rebel Legion guys. We also have the uh, the Star Trek version of that is coming oh, yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, let me just flip through here and see if there's anybody else. Super, they can settle the debate once super, and for all. Super notable. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of... Can, can, can uh, death right. match at the Clinique counter. Can, can, we, <laughs> can, 
Can we get a big fight in the parking lot? <laughs> right. Just red, red shirts like versus, sharks and sharks and jet style. Red shirts yeah. versus stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> who can who can miss each other the most with their with their blasters? Um, we also have some really amazing vendors coming. Yeah. So, um, Bud Saunders, who runs mycomicshop.com, is coming. Uh, he's like the second largest conglomerate of comics in the nation. He used to run. Uh, it used to be Lone Star Comics out in Texas, and then he went all online, and now it's mycomicshop.com. Um, we have uh, uh, Cards, Comics, and Collectibles coming from Baltimore. Uh, they're the guys that run Baltimore Comic Con. They're getting a huge booth. Uh, it's it's ginormous, um, and I, they believe they mostly deal in like Silver Age. Uh, we have some great local guys like uh, Jake Yule, uh, who deals in Silver Age. John Haynes, who has a shop up in Mentor, Ohio, he deals a lot in Silver Age. Um, I know one guy said he was he was dealing in almost all variants. So if you're into variant collecting, that's cool too. Um, we have uh, just a lot of cool stuff. Go, you can go to the website and click guests and uh, check out all the all the awesome things. Um, we have a couple things the two weeks before. We have a couple cool events going on. Um, we're gonna announce this later this week, but uh, on the 30th of April, we'll be at both hard Ro- or both House of a Thousand Beers. At I think 7 p.m. to do nerd trivia with them, um, and we'll be setting up and hanging out there. And then the Thursday before the show, which I believe is the ninth, right, Dan? Is that the right day? Yes. I think so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be a bit down at Hard Rock Cafe uh, for um, cosplay karaoke part four, five. I think it's five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is something we have found that we really enjoy having. Uh, as a an event, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and a lot of people start coming. Uh, lately, a lot of people have been coming out for it. Mm-hmm. Last time we did duets, and it was just like, I wonder if this is gonna work, and it did. <laughs> it totally did. So yeah, it was pretty um, awesome. The uh, the beer party slash VIP party is catered this year by Permani Brothers, um, and that'll actually be held in the store at the waterfront. Um, if you're coming into the area and you need a hotel. Uh, check our website for the hotel information because we're uh, we partnered with the Marriott uh, Spring Hill Suite Marriott um, in West Mifflin. It's just up the hill. It's like ten minutes away uh, driving, and it's ninety five bucks a night plus tax. And you're not going to find that at one of the hotels like immediately in the waterfront. They're going to be at least thirty dollars more a night. So how much <laughs> how much do you value being able to walk? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to party all night, um, maybe, <laughs> but, uh, I'll be, I'll be up at the other hotel. So crashing with Dan, actually. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, oh, we also have like AV for our uh, panels this year for the first time. Oh, that's so we'll have some, cool. some mics and, uh, some projectors and stuff. And that'll be provided by house of Boone audio. Uh, they're out of West, West Virginia, um, and uh, they're really great people. So, excellent. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't wait for this year's show. I think it's going to be huge. Um, how did? I mean, th- did you ever envision yourself being in this position where, like, four years and like, like organizing a big show, you know, a kind of biggest show like this? So, um, when Todd and I first talked about doing this. Uh, I said, if this doesn't work after three years, we're not doing it. 
<laughs> and uh, at, at the end of the first year, I was like, oh, man, that was a lot of work. But I just can't wait to do it again. Second year, same thing. Third year, I was like, I think we're stuck doing this now. <laughs> um, and every year, we just kept making it better and better. And, and people enjoyed themselves. We had 3,000 people through the door last year in year three. And that's um, 1% of the population of Pittsburgh. So that's that's not bad. If I, I know there's more nerds out there around here. But, I mean, 1% of, of 300,000 people isn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, no, I... I I, I my background is in music and uh, events um, and marketing and stuff. So uh, doing an event like this has always been in my, my wheelhouse. Like I used to set up concerts and stuff when I was in high mm-hmm. school and college. Um, so it wasn't too far out of the out of the wheelhouse. But just seeing the community, the way this community reacts versus how a music community reacts, because music communities um, are very generational. There's very few acts that will cross that bridge. Like Kiss will cross that bridge, and they'll all act the same way. But there's like, like I don't know if you've been to like a classic punk band, classic, <laughs> classic punk band uh, concert lately. Like, like I went to a Rancid show a couple years ago, and you could tell who the new school guys were and the old school guys were by what they were wearing and how they acted. Um, more so by how they acted. Uh, like, I'm standing there with my cousin, and I have a beer, and some dude walks by, and he knocks my beer over, and is just like, hey, man, get out of my way. And I, I was like, I'm just standing here. Like, yeah. what the hell? The dude in front of me turns around and goes, it's cool, man. I got your beer. Like, I was a jerk. And I was just like, yes, other old school guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, the the comic community, though, is, is very... It's very big, it's very broad, and it's multi-generational always. Like, it's never just like, oh, only the Silver Age guys, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the Silver Age guys will still look at new stuff, and new guys will look at old stuff. And, you know, you, you bring, you throw in a little bit of cosplay and gaming in there, and you pretty much have everything that, that rolls in our, our community, so. Mm-hmm. So are there, sh- like, other shows that, I mean, because... <coughs> Being in the position that you are with New Dimensions, you go to a lot of shows just as part, <laughs> just as representing the store. Yeah. You know, either setting up or scouting it. You know, things like that. So, do you, like, are there shows that you've taken inspiration from? And there, are, I mean, and you don't have to like say, but are there shows where you've gone to it and you were like, okay, I, we are definitely not doing that, or that was the wrong thing to do. Like, so are, are you are you gleaning, like? Are, are you like learning from other shows and like incorporating that into, or like, is yeah, that part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mostly tend to look at the good parts of shows. Um, like I like certain layouts that I find work better for shows than others. And I will pay attention to where people walk when they go into the show for the first time in the day, depending on where my booth is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will look at where these more successful shows put heavy hitter guys. Like if you've ever walked through our artist alley, like our artist alley, all of the bigger names are spread out and that's so that it pulls people through the artist alley so that the guy who's doing his very first show with this very, he may not even have a book. He may have like a sketchbook and he's just sitting there with a sketchbook going, I'm going to make sketches for people. I don't have anything else. I don't even have prints. And, 
but he might be sitting beside like Ron Friends, you know. Mm. So somebody's coming to him. It's just up to him to actually engage with that person. Um, but we try to do that kind of stuff and, and be very aware of our layout. Um, but there, I've never been to a show where I was just like, that show is all garbage and I'll never do it just like that at all. Because <laughs> um, I will always look at it and go, here are the good things I liked about that show. Can I incorporate that? Will it work for my show? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've picked up a lot of good things. A lot of the shows that, that I've, I pulled from um, are like Baltimore and Heroes Con and Gem City and Chicago and New York Comic Con, uh, East Coast Comic Con. Like there were certain things that I really enjoyed about each of those shows, and I kind of incorporated them the way the way that they do. Like I would love for us to get so big. That we have two rooms, and Artist Alley could be in a separate room, and it could be open longer than the vendor hall. Because vendors want to get out of there, and artists want to hang out and talk to each other and talk to their fans longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in New York, it's in a whole separate room, and it's open an hour later every night. And all the vendors leave, and then they just kind of hang out downstairs. And I'm like, I would love to get to that point. We're not at that point yet, but I would love to get to that point. <laughs> so... So I, I guess the only thing that I, I've I've seen that I didn't like was that certain shows, and I, I think it tends to be more with um, like like movie celebrities. They have like a green room for those guys, but they don't have anything for anyone else. And it it kind of doesn't make sense in my head because most of those people are the guys who paid to be there versus the guys who didn't pay to be there. And I would rather take care of the guys who paid me to be here mm-hmm. um, because there's way more of them uh, so if they get to rub elbows with somebody cool because of that uh, as a as a bonus that's cool too so cool cool I was curious um, about challenges with having to change your venue <laughs> within with fairly quick turnaround like time. me losing my mind for about a week and a half <laughs> what happened there yeah um, so let me ask you this did they just Pull the rug out. There was no advance notice. It was get out. Um, so, so the sprinkler broke in the space above our store. So they the store was shut down for a day, and then um, store opened up. It was open for about a week, and then the county guys came in and said, "Hey, like we, uh, like the sprinkler's not fixed. You know, this is all public yeah. knowledge. Yeah, like you know, sprinkler's not fixed." Can't can't have anybody in the in the building except for the employees. So we could go in there and we, which was nice because we actually had time to like go through all the stuff that got water damaged and actually catalog it yeah. and do reorders. Um, and it looked very promising because they were they fixed the heat like the next day. Um, and we just heard they were waiting for the sprinkler to fix. And after uh, four or five days, I looked at Todd and I said, "Hey man, like at what point do we say we need to move?" Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, we, because luckily we had a lot of friends in the area. Like, uh, Too Groovy was great. They let us do a pop up store. Um, Permanis let us do a pop up store. Uh, Panera Bread, like all of them, were super cool about letting us help people get their books, help people yeah. play magic. You know, on certain okay. days, um, which was really great. And then, uh, you know, I went in there the next morning. It was, I, I think, it was like the next morning after I asked Todd that. Yeah. I went in there. And I'm in there maybe 10 minutes, and I get this email that says, we're moving. 
and I was like, uh, yeah, I called <laughs> like it was a very weird email. Like I was like, I think he was like rambling and like voice texting because he does okay. that a lot. Okay, so I called him and I said, can you talk me through this so that I can. Todd whisper this to people yeah. <laughs> and know what I'm talking about when yeah. the staff goes, what do you mean we're moving? Um, so we talked and we like, he had, uh, he had reached out to the, to the waterfront people and I had done some market research, uh, the last couple of years to see where our, our people were buying anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we plugged in all the zip codes, the waterfront was the, the center of the bullseye. It's, so it's it a was, good location. Yeah. It's a very yeah, centralized location. Yeah. And, you know, it, to me, walk-by traffic is much better than drive-by traffic. So yeah. anything left on 51 that would have been open yeah. would have been drive-by, um, where the waterfront is a lot of walk-by, and it's it's paid off. Like, the, the store is doing great. That's so. fantastic. And then with the same thing was he he put in that deal, which was great on his end, that we got to use the Macy's for the show. and But because I wear both hats, I was like – really a buried under stuff because I had to get all the stuff out of the store, yeah. continue to get stuff out of the store after that weekend, and then eventually go in there and kind of walk it off and see what I can do with it. And they're like, it's 70,000 square feet. And I walked in there and like almost 15,000 is like dressing rooms. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, but it worked out. So, and uh, we're really excited about being there and, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be huge. I think we're going to. I think it's going to blow blow the roof. Yeah, off it sounds very. Global. I mean, it, it's a way better. Yeah. Location for it, it's very centralized for the city. Tons I mean, of parking. It's an established place. Yeah. It's tons of it parking. Have a bus line stigma. Yeah, like. Which say I mean, say what no you cra- will about no craters in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like driving through a third world country. I mean, like any anytime we talk about C three, I'm I'm going to be very bittersweet because I. That's where I started working for the company mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, uh, and you know, back when we were upstairs, and I had a lot of great memories. I've met a lot of great people. I met Jim Shooter there. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I, I was at that. Yeah, I yeah. Table at that show. He was. Yeah, at, yeah. yeah. And it like it was it was kind of cool. Like it was like the first real for, foray into yeah. the, the comic world, and uh, so I've always it's led me to where I am at now. So that's why it'll always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, it's, it's it's cool. I think we're those, much better. I guess thinking about it, those C three mall shows were kind of like the precursor. Yeah. To to this. Yeah, they were. Well, we did the C three shows. We had a couple out at the mills. Um, I, I did. Yeah, I did a mill show. Yeah, because we had I like, remember, that, that was like, a memorable. Like memory. Chris Burnham the... was there once, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we had uh, Doug Bradley came out for one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the uh, one we were at. Doug Bradley was the one we were at. Is that the one that was across from the store? I Blaylock think was there? so. I remember Doug Bradley. Be, I remember it was like <coughs> me, him, and Scott had like one like table. Like oh yeah, four, three like of us. And we were like table. crammed yeah, in yeah. there. And then um, a Ghostbuster with his pro Tom pack kept knocking my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a Ghostbuster. It was some. It was no, it was a Ghostbuster steampunk guy. I think it was yeah. The Ghostbusters who I, I yelled swear at. Because <laughs> eventually I had this. There was a steampunk guy. Then there was a Ghostbuster, and eventually I had the. I'm non-confrontational, so for right, me to right. get to the point where I'm like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, kept happening. <laughs> I just like the part where you yelled at, you like, got mad at a kid. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that was like stuff. 2013, and he's like, it's not. It's, he's like, it's like it's not new. It's not. Yeah, I'm, it's it's, like, it's old fashioned. I'm like, what's, what's new fashion? He's like, man of steel. And I, 
like, he's up there. Super. Yeah. Then I, then I, I caught myself off. yelling at a kid. Um, and that's why I don't do cons anymore. <laughs> but those, those shows, you're right, though. Those shows they, they were, were very much so yeah. a precursor. And, um, you know, we were always friendly with everyone that did mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Comic Con. We vended at both the Wizard Worlds, which the second one I pretty much hung out with Ron Friends and, and Pat Olaf and Tom DeFalco and got awesome stories from, like, the early 90s in Marvel. Oh, that's cool. Um, like, if you ever get a chance with those three guys in the same room, just hang out. Just be a fly on the wall. It I went is to the hilarious. panel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just imagine the panel, but all day. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, well, Ron Friends used to stop at the Kinkos in Green Tree. Yeah. I used to work at the one in Green Tree, and he stopped in and talked up uh, with me and my coworker all the time. That's awesome. I like him. He's nice. Yeah, he's yeah. a super nice dude. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but they're like they're all great guys in the you know, in when you're when you're in the the arts in any form. You realize that if you just talk to people like people, mm-hmm. they tend to respond better than, yeah. oh, my God, because you said all these books. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you know, which, you know, I had to get over that, doing that a couple times to people. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, like, I just met Mark Silvestri, and inside, that was that was me. Uh, outside me was, hey, Mark, how's it going? Here's yeah. some, can you sign these beer for me? <laughs> and he was just like, oh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, all those shows were were kind of the the, the testing ground, and I think um, that Todd and I felt comfortable enough doing those, and they were starting to get a little bigger anyway. And we had guys like Valiant showed up, and we had yeah. you know Action Lab would be there, and Scott McDaniel would be there, and Ron would be there. So a lot of the guys we already knew, and we just said, well, what if we just do this on a bigger scale and make it comic focused versus kind of what Steel City does or what Wizard World does where they bring in more movie yeah. guys. Um, and it actually works out better for everybody because it works out so that the the show doesn't have to up the price on things. So, like, your artist table, like, our artist tables are 75 bucks if you bring your own table, 100 if we provide a table. That's not bad at all. Uh, but if, you know, we brought in some movie actor that may cost $10,000, mm-hmm. that may be $150. Yeah. And then... Instead of ten bucks a day, it might be twenty bucks a day or thirty bucks a day. So for all those shows that everybody else goes to that they get in like autograph lines for, they got to remember like the reason they paid thirty bucks isn't because the show's necessarily better. It's they had a lot more cost. Yeah. Um, and we just well, yes, we do spend money to do that, and we do cover it. Um, we want to make it affordable for people to go, and. We want people to be part of the community and check it out. Like, that's why we have, you know, two-thirds of our room is Artist Alley versus, you know, two-thirds being vendors. Um, but because to, to me, it's always been about that that family that, that we do. So. I want to say my favorite part is the, is the vendor space because it's nice to have such a dedicated area to go. Now that I'm on that side of things and as a goer rather than a participant, yeah. I like to go to the back issue boxes. And dive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is something that we, we found we could not do at, like, Wizard World. No. Yeah, that was, like, there was, there was unheard like, of at Wizard World. I think I think we found one vendor that had, like, dollar boxes, but they were, like, $2 boxes. <laughs> like, they weren't even, like, That's cheap, the new trend, you know? actually, right now. Is It's not dollar boxes. Oh, really? It's $2 boxes, yeah. 
I know, it's weird. Conflation. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> like true. that. Don't like that. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Inflation has hit the back issue of Vince. I think, I think Jim Rugg just had like a, a little bit of his heart, just heart. Just, oh, oh, someone said $2 books. <laughs> so, he loves dollar diving, that guy. Him mm-hmm. and Ed, they're, they're just, they're just dollar divers all day. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But, well, um, Anyone have any other questions for for John about the show or anything like that? We can move on. I think on I pretty I... much hit everything. You can, um, if you want to save your on your service fee, just go to your local New Dimension Comics and buy them right there. Um, or come to any of the events where Dan and I will be, and you can buy them from us right there. We'll have, we have a, a mobile box office. We can just do it right there. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely check it out. It's going to be a really good time. Um, if you're into comics, this is the show to go to. Uh, it is a comic show. Uh, we we use the slogan, putting the comics back in Comic-Con for a reason. Um, and like 80% of our vendors are comic vendors. So if, you, if you're into comics, this is definitely something you don't want to miss. Did you say how much it costs when you were just talking about? Uh, it's 10 bucks for a single day, 15 for a weekend, 40 for the VIP, 70 for the four-beer VIP, and then kids, I think, are, like, around half that. Like, uh, 9 and nine to 14 is the age frame for the half-price ticket. But 8 and under are all free. What does VIP do for you? VIP gets you in um, at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. From 10 to 11 is VIP hour. So from 10 to 11 is, is just the VIPs. And then 11 o'clock is general admission. And then the rest of the show goes till 7 p.m. Um, and then at 7.30, the VIPs get access to the beer release party, which is over at the store. And Josh will be there signing beer cans. You get two of them. Uh, it's catered. And, uh, yeah, we're going to feed you and hang out. So that, that makes it $70 if you go to that party. Well, the $70 one gets you a beer from 2016, 17, 18, and then the two cans from this year. Oh. So you get a Dark Dawn that has Joe Linzer art, a beer redeemable that has Rob Krause art, uh, the Witchblade that has Joe Jusco art, and then two cans of Mercy Sparks that have uh, Josh Blaylock art. Nice. Yep. Lots of beer. We like beer. <laughs> and what time does it run on Sunday? Uh, I believe it's 10 to 5. Okay. Because in typical fashion, there's 52 weeks in a year, but everything has to happen on the same weekend. <laughs> My wife's cousin is getting married on the 11th. On Mother's Day? Well, the... No, Saturday. Oh, the, the Saturday. Saturday. Oh, the Saturday. Okay, so okay, so okay. I leave Sunday open for me to oh, okay. attend. Because I was like, maybe I can run down real quick. My wife's like, no. no that's right. <laughs> I was like, it's not that far. It's just the waterfront now. But So now my, my sojourn has to be on Sunday this year. So, Well, I'm sure we'll... Hold some comics back for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, don't let Michael uh, Golden leave. <laughs> after, <laughs> Aftershock is doing uh, portfolio reviews on Sunday from noon to one only, and only on Sunday. Um, but Action Lab will do them all the time. Um, I don't know about Caliber. I haven't asked them yet. Uh, Black Box, I think, will do them all the time, depending on if it's Dimitri or uh, Scott there. And Valiant is just sending sales teams. 
to sell some books. Um, so any of the publishers, if you want to take them up to them, that's cool. But Aftershock specifically said Sunday from noon to one for portfolio reviews. And their stable's pretty big and pretty awesome. So if you want to try to get in on, on some of that, uh, you can well, that's hang cool out with, for, like, yeah. Colin Bunn and, like, Garth Ennis and all those guys. For aspiring creators, that's very cool because, like, uh-huh. the shows – like a wizard world, yeah. you can't, that, that, I mean, that seems to be a classic staple. Like, go to a con and mm-hmm. show your portfolio to an editor, and yeah. that seems to have faded off. So that's cool that that opportunity yeah, is there. Yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore like it used no. to in the like 70s and 80s and 90s. Yeah. Notes. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. talking to um, Justin Birch. I don't know if you guys know Justin. He uh, he letters a lot of stuff for Action Lab and SourcePoint and Broken Icon. And he got his lettering job by going to cons and just going, here's my work, here's my work, here's my work. And eventually, uh, SourcePoint bit, and he did a single one-shot for him. And then uh, he ended up on Princeless for Action Lab, and now he's doing Princeless and Zombie Tramp and uh, I think Black Betty as well. And then uh, I might be wrong on the Black Betty part, but... uh, he does a bunch of stuff for SourcePoint. He does a bunch of stuff for Broken Icon. Um, he was nominated for uh, a Ringo last year, so he's a good dude. He's from West Virginia. He'll be he'll be at the show, I think, Saturday only. So. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we're all looking forward to uh, to three RC. Yeah, coming up quick. Yeah, we'll six say, weeks, man. Six yeah. weeks. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to believe. Yeah, I, I'm part. Part of me is like, I can't wait for this to be over, and part of me is like, I can't wait to be there. Yeah, like, in it, like, and that's that's kind of the cool thing. Oh yeah, um, we're looking for people to work the show. So if you've ever wanted to like work at a convention, um, it's minimum wage, but you get a free T-shirt. We're gonna feed you all weekend. Uh, you get, you know, some of the beer if you're over 21. Uh, you can apply on our website um, or track Dan or I down, and we'll we'll take care of it. Because uh, someone walked into the waterfront this morning, and I got a text that was, "Hey, are you guys doing interviews?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to come back Friday when I'm there. So, uh, but we we need we need a good team, um, and uh, the team actually something different we're trying this year is we're trying to zone people. So, like, if you're in the middle artist alley, you can look for one of the staff shirts, and they can just answer the question. Versus yeah, okay. having to like walk all the way back up front, answer the question, and come back. Um, we're trying to do that and uh, <clears throat> kind of keep keep a little more um, eyes on the on the show because it's getting bigger and bigger every year. So, I mean, the the joke the first two years was you'll never get a picture of me because <laughs> I was just moving yeah. constantly. <laughs> you know, I was just like, all right, drive by high fives because, like, that's all, all I was doing was walking by so fast. Uh, but um, Dan Dan jokes he has he has a picture of my arm a blurry I do, arm I do have a, a blurry like <laughs> picture of John like disappearing behind like a display or something it's like it's like Sasquatch it's it's like that sat that seventies pictures of, of Bigfoot you know it's like blurry yeah yeah uh, but but we do need we do need some staff so if you're if you're interested uh, go to www.threeriverscomiccon.com and uh, check out the work for three RC section. So. And that would be basically like work for three or four days. Yeah, it'd be temporary hire. Um, it'd be some setup stuff, 
on Friday, um, working the show floor on Saturday uh, and Sunday. But if we get enough people, the hope is to get enough people that, like, you don't have to work the whole day. You can work, like, four hours and then be off for three hours and then work for two more maybe at the end. Um, it's It's basic stuff like answering people's questions, uh, taking out trash. Uh, you might have to walk around the cart to Artist Alley to go, hey, do you need a bottle of water or uh, you know, some snacks or whatever? Um, that kind of thing. Nothing, nothing like, it's not like you're going to have to, like, wheel a, a pallet of comics for somebody. <laughs> um, they, they are, they have to do it themselves. So, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty easy. So. And you get a shirt. Ooh, that's my favorite part. I love I love nerd shirts. I have way too many. <laughs> I think it's a problem we all have. I have to I have to do a purge pretty soon. My my drawers are getting a little overstuffed. I bought the same shirt that I'm wearing right now, except that I got my name put on the back. It's in my it's in my trunk actually. I need to. I'm buying it tomorrow because I one of the stores did like a mass buy for their gaming guys. They all wanted to support the shop for when they go to um, higher end magic tournaments. And a bunch of them wanted to get their names on the back, and I was like, "Well, if they're doing it, yeah, I'm getting one too." So eh, there's another twenty bucks, whatever. Tell me money. <laughs> so. Cool. Okay, so um, so I know before the before we start recording, I, I posed a a uh, question or a topic of conversation. I'm actually gonna. I, I thought of something different, so I'm gonna switch it up because I think this might be a little bit more. Derailing Dan. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Throwing everyone a curveball. Awesome. So, um, and I feel like we we all have might have an easy answer to this, but maybe not. But uh, if you could uh, resurrect uh, any canceled title, what would it be? Oh man, would it be like with the creative team that it got canceled with? It or? could be with whatever creative team you wanted, like <coughs> whatever cre- you know. Well. Actually, I guess it would be. Well, it could be whatever you want. I mean, it could be wherever it left off, or if it was a previous creative team, or you could be. You could be like, oh, I, I want to bring back Alpha Flight, and I want, I, I want uh, Brian Bendis and Jim Lee to be on it. But oh, it's just the title. Wow. So, like, you know, what do you what are you bringing back? You know, I guess if I were to have my druthers, um, when I was back in the '90s, I loved the uh, the Superboy series written by Carl Keese and drawn by Tom Grummet. So if, if like if I could live in a world where like that kept going with that team, mm-hmm. like that, that I guess that's my first at first blush. That's like something that, that pops to mind. Yeah, because I, I really and it's funny because like there's a lot of elements from what you talked about last episode, the the Jack Kirby Jimmy Olsen's. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of elements from that that series that they used in in the Superboy series. I was gonna say I, I feel like they pulled a lot of fourth world stuff. And, and put yeah. it in there. There's a lot of like the Project Cadmus and Guardian and, and Double X was all like part of that. So, mm-hmm. which is why even though you say it's like horrible, like part of me still wants to just like pre-order that trade that's coming out next month. I'd say go for it, man. <laughs> if, if you want to waste your money, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not your dad. <laughs> you can do I'm what not you want. <laughs> that's just my thoughts. <laughs> um. I, I'd probably have to go with Slingers. It was like this offshoot from um, the Spider-Man thing. Oh, oh yeah, it was yeah. Criss Cross, and 
it got canceled after 12. It wrapped up all right, but it was just, it was really good. And I just really had some fun with it. And I always, I always remember it fondly. So, yeah. I loved his art on uh, the Captain Marvel stuff that he did with Peter David. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were good together on that one. Man, this is a hard question. So it's, there's a lot of good stuff that got canceled. Yeah. So. Well, while you're thinking, I, I, I have, I've got, I think, two, maybe, possibly. Um, I really miss uh, the superior foes of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that was Nick good. Spencer and uh, Steve Lieber. Uh, that was really good. And and it and, and it I think it, it wrapped up appropriately. Like it, it went as far as it was supposed to go, but I just wanted more of it. And um I used to I really loved Legion in the nineties, but when it was like the acronym Legion. Oh yeah. Um when they were like space cops. Um I that was great. And and I loved how every year it changed because they 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 changed the title because they had that that titling convention where they started it was like they said it was like Legion eighty nine yeah and then it was like yeah. Legion nine Legion nine and it was like so every year it's like well we, they're like well we're stuck with this now <laughs> we have to keep this titling convention um, but I don't I don't know it was just one of the it was like this book that probably on paper had no business like doing you know that well or being good but um and then they you know it's like they added Lobo to the team, and you think, okay, this is probably going to be the kiss of death. But it was good. Like, it mm. continued to be good. So I would uh, – and uh, – oh, and uh, Barry Kitson was – like, he did, uh, like, a bulk of that of that book. And it was really – it was, like, my first introduction to Barry Kitson, and he was just awesome. And Kevin McGuire did the covers for, like, the first, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 issues or something. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, those would be my two. I think uh, while I really want like the the second volume or the first volume, Peter David X Factor with Multiple Man. Oh. Um, I actually think I would want more of Mike Carey's Unwritten. Like, you ever read that that Vertigo oh, book? Oh, I, I never did, but okay. Yeah, it went like, oh man, it went two whole vol like it two two separate series and um it was awesome it was like like it starts off with like a guy has a kid who's like a young adult he's probably like maybe 20 and the kid the the guy wrote a book that was like harry potter Mm -hmm. and you find out that the kid is actually or his kid is actually the kid from the book grown up in the real world and his two friends from the book are actually in the real world too grown up and the villain from the book starts to chase after him and you find out that like his dad forged his uh, social security number and his name his birth certificate and it's all kinds of nuts and they start being able to go into different books mm-hmm. um, and then like the Frankenstein monster becomes like his spirit animal and uh, like there's like one one whole book where he's like in Don Quixote and another one where he's in um, like he's actually in Frankenstein. There's like one reason Moby Dick, and it's just really cool the way like these like the way they weaved both worlds mm-hmm. together because there's two separate stories, and then there's like just some douchebag 
guy from the real world who gets kicked into a book and he gets kicked into some animal book like where it's like a bunch of animals that talk and he gets turned into a rabbit and he's just a giant a-hole to everybody <laughs> um and like he ends up like killing a bunch of animals they're all like oh we're so sad like it was just like the the weirdest thing to read that <laughs> but it was awesome. it was, it was yeah, really I, awesome. I, I, and the <laughs> art was phenomenal i can't remember who did the art but I, it was super good the more you talk about it the more i remember that i i think i i, I had a i i heard it was really good, and I bought a bunch of issues, like back issues. I never got around to reading it. I think they just—I I don't know what I did with them, yeah. but I, I do remember it was very. It sounded very cool because it was like, like says, like the, the the weaving of like the 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 literacy, like the the the, the literature yeah. aspect yeah. of it sounded really fascinating. Yeah, it was really kind of interesting. Um, I remember the the first issue was like a free comic book day preview, mm-hmm. and then the next one was a doll. The very f- number one was a dollar, and then everything else after that was like two bucks, three bucks, whatever. And it went. I, I mean, there's got to be like fifty plus issues. Uh, it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend it for everybody. Cool. I miss it. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You can find your graphic novel at your local New Dimension Comics store. <laughs> so, is there? So, I guess conversely, uh, is there is there a book that anybody would strike from existence? <laughs> I thought. It, well, I, I want to say before we move on, I, I checked my spreadsheet and I because I knew there was stuff that if I looked at it, it would jog my memory. Like, yeah. oh yeah, there's stuff like that. Did you remember a couple years ago, Image put out a series called Run Love Kill? It was yeah. drawn by Eric Kennedy, oh, and it's yeah. one of those series that just sort of like fizzled out, stopped. Yeah, yeah. like I'll, I'm still waiting for like the fourth issue of that. Um, and then this one, I'm surprised I didn't think of it sooner. And I know you like it too. Was Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, from DC Comics? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. That was- yeah, you're right. And that, that one was canceled, and that, that was one that I, I knew there was like a series yeah. where it got canceled, and I was like gutted. Yes. Like, yeah, of course. You're right. You're right. But that's, didn't Wayne Foucher that's ink a lot of that? One. Yes. Yeah, because I because yeah. I, I bought a page off of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, any Paul Grist title? That's another cartoonist that just sort of seems like mm. there's series like there was that Mudman series from Image was the last one he did, and then it sort of just like stopped. And then there, I guess I think we're supposed to get new Kane and new Jack Flag this year, or Jack, whatever. And then, um, of course, Madman, Michael Allred. I was about to say, I, I would say any like any Madman yeah. uh, title or like um, not necessarily his, cancellations, but just put him back to work. Yeah, and Goon came back, so Goon's one that I have to. I liked his um, when, when he was doing that team that uh, Atomics yeah. team book. That was fun. I was gonna say his his FF book was mm-hmm. really good. Like yeah. when it was the FF. Oh, I never read that. Yeah, that was, oh, that was good. That was he did so that with good. Fraction. Fraction. Yeah, I, I pretty oh Fraction's Hawkeye would be another one. Oh yeah, that I would like to see come back, but will probably never happen. Yep. I saw more cosplayers of that Hawkeye in Chicago than I have seen in like really? the last year. Oh wow! At other shows, it was really weird. Either that, or the same two or three guys walked by the booth a bunch of times. But I, I guess in a way, it's it's probably that's probably the easiest <clears throat> Hawkeye costume to put together because he's just yeah. kind of dressed like a regular dude, except for he's wearing a white T-shirt with a purple, purple bullseye. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And a, and a bunch of band-aids. Yeah. <laughs> He's covered in bandages. I like it when people do the extra step and they do, like, the drawing on their face. Yeah. To make yeah. It look a little more cartoony. Yeah, to make it look yeah. like they stepped, like, um, right off the page. But one guy had a pizza dog with him. And oh, I was really? like, oh, that's awesome. 
like a real dog or like it a, was stuffed a stuffed dog? dog okay, yeah. stuffed pizza. Okay, but and then I think Fair. the next day that dude came dressed as JD from Scrubs, <laughs> and the dog was then Rowdy. Oh, so <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, because Donald Faison was at that that con, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, he's JD. This is great. He's going to get his picture with Turk. That's awesome. <laughs> I think he tried to. I think I talked to him for a minute, and I think he said he was going to try to get him to do the eagle with him, which would be oh. great. Eagle, eagle. <laughs> I could that could potentially be a liability. Yeah, I'm I sure don't know. Donald <laughs> Faison's people were like, "No, you're not doing that." <laughs> He's probably like, "I get asked this all the time." <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign on his table: "No eagle." <laughs> right. <laughs> Please do not ask for the eagle. Cool. So, um. But to strike from existence, that's a yeah. that's a real rough one. Yeah, we don't really dwell on the negative here, Dan. I know, but just for fun. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I mean, I could probably think of something. Yeah, but... Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah. We were just bitching about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you can't. But you can't because if you strike fourth world, you strike a lot of the other stuff, too. Yeah. And it was a fourth world book. Yeah. Well, so. well we'll say it won't it won't negatively impact any other book. There's no, there's no flashpoint here. There's no, yeah, there's, there's, there's no repercussions. But does it? See, I don't know if Jimmy Olsen deserves that. Just that much hate. Oh, that okay, much now, hate. Now, well, now you're okay with it. No, I'm not okay. With it. <laughs> you he just wanted to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't necessarily fall into the category of killing with fire. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Right. What do you have one in mind? I, th- you know what? I thought I did. I think I did, but then we were talking, and I think I forgot it. NFL Super Pro. No. I mean, I can't no. do that. <laughs> that one's probably it. not even worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not yeah. worth the trouble. Yeah, I can do without that uh, Xenoscope. <laughs> but I don't really like, read them, like all so. of them. <laughs> like the Grim Fairy Tale universe, because they're all part of the same universe. Sure. I don't know. Just. I mean, There's I know we just talked uh, about in the last one that there are comics, gate good, comics from well, the early ones. Oh, there you were. go. <laughs> and actually, there was that reminds me. There was a, a mini um, that Meredith Finch did that she wrote about the Little Mermaid that was in that universe. That was really good. Oh, yeah. I oh. think Dave did all the covers too. So actually, okay, I, I kind of remembered. So mine is kind of a weird one. I would say fables, but I, I would eliminate everything from when it was supposed to end. Like or like fable like fables was supposed to end with the end of the war, wasn't that issue like, like fifty? It was like issue seventy five or, or something. Yeah, that's when it was supposed it was to end. Before a hundred, yeah. And but but Bill Willingham kept it going. Yeah, and and I really lost interest after that because then it felt like because everything in that book from issue one led up to the war, yeah. and once you got there, and you, everything else just felt very like eh, just very anticlimactic emotions. Yeah. 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 It, and I felt like uh, leading up to the war was the best part of that. And then you get to the war, and the war's over, and then that's when it should have ended. And that's when it was supposed to end. So, and I, I think I collected it for like another, I don't know, eight or ten issues, and then I just quit. Mm. So Yeah, I mean, if we're going to uh, move the goalposts a little bit and maybe not be so harsh a strike from existence, yeah, but... You can, you can... I like, Invincible was one where I was, I, I was a trade waiter on Invincible. Yeah. So it was like even bigger hit. And for there to be like go two or three trades passed by my own personal expiration date, like there's one mm-hmm. I was like, mm, this thing kind of... Yeah. I and then I, 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 I tuned out for 
probably the last third of the run or whatever it was. And yeah, I stopped reading that at a certain point because it just it, it. And we may have talked about this. I know. Oh, we yeah, if we go yeah, in the archives, there's, yeah, I know Scott and I've definitely talked about it. And I'm sure we talked about it with you, but it, it just got to the point where every every other issue was like uh, just a bloodbath. Yeah, it was gratuitous, and, and for like yeah us to be like. Yeah, and we're not prudes or anything. Yeah. It just, yeah. But it was like violence for violence' sake. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I just I just got bored with it, and I, th- I think I tuned out until – I think I would pick up an issue every so often. And then I uh, I came back for, like, the very last issue mm-hmm. and read that. And, and I'm like, okay, it was all right. And, but, yeah, it was a – because, uh, yeah, when that first started, I mean, that was really – that blew me away. That was such a good book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, like – I waited. I, I was about maybe six trades where I go. I was, I was wow before I finally got into it. Mm-hmm. And then like every week, I was buying a new trade at the comic book shop. Like the first like six trades, like I just bought one after another. You know, each week I'd go back on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I'd get the next one in the shop. I was like, wow, you like this one, huh? I was like, yeah, I'm really digging this. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. It was like mid teens. Like there was a lot of trades, and now I just like, man, I don't know about this anymore. Yeah, I think I made it to like. Maybe like the maybe about a dozen trades in, yeah. And then I, I, just, I that's probably where I should have stopped, and then I went like two or three more. Yeah. The Inside Spider Man was one too. That kind of like I'm yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I came back mm-hmm. for the last couple issues of his run, <coughs> just mm-hmm. because like, I had so many. Post Superior Spider Man. Yeah. Was very slow. When he became like the billionaire Peter Parker. Oh yeah, like Parker was, like, Industries. Yeah, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, yeah. It just kind of was like running in place, and I was like, eh. yeah. And then it becomes a bit of. I mean, we're money no object, maybe. Right. I'd have kept going, but you know, then you just you know, it's, it uh, becomes casualties of the wallet. The first mm-hmm. time I stopped reading Green Lantern um, was after Johns left, and I think Rob Venditti was writing it for mm-hmm. a while. And the new fifty two, like toward the end, and probably like after the after the first arc, I was like, yeah, I'm done. And like, like to just strike that to the point where they are now, I'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a hundred percent okay with that. So. I think uh, just talking about this, I I do have one book I wouldn't mind. It was like this old indie book we had to wait. read. I can't wait. What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I haven't read it since. Uh-huh. It was for um, Out of the Gutter. You remember that back in the day? It was like a long time ago. The library, uh, Nick Marino used to host it. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And there was a book that, that yeah. we all read. It was um, it was like it was called I Never Liked You. Oh, that book was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't remember it. It was like this indie book. It just was just. I remember just not liking it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the details of it now. By now, mm-hmm. but it just. I remember having like the most nastiest taste after. I was just like, this is. I about wasted my time. That was like one of those day in the life of boring guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like let's do every second of mm-hmm. your life, and you just don't care. Yeah, it's a Chester Brown book. Okay. Yeah. I know it, I, and I remember going back to that. Uh, Hear that, Brown? We're putting you on blast. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> good. Uh, was Chester Brown a nice person? I don't know. Okay. He might. And he probably came he's probably sitting at home right he's now. He's Canadian, he's so he's, he's very like, polite. It's probably, probably like a single tear running down <laughs> his cheek. Yeah, sure, you know. We think. I put everything in that book. Why? It wasn't my stuff. Like it was just. Well, it was just dumb. 
It just, I felt dumb. Well, his mom dumber really likes it. Reading it. <laughs> hmm? I don't think there's anything I, I ever regret. <laughs> I like, like, like I'd want to strike out of existence as like entirety. There are just parts of things that I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's just like, oh man, that story was so bad. Why did we ever do that? Uh, I, I, I will submit that's it. Daredevil <clears throat> Shadowland. I loved Shadowland. Uh, see, that, that to me great. was like a slog. But I, I only liked the main story and the Daughters of Shadow. Mm-hmm. Or Daughters of the Dragon. After that, like every, all the rest of it was just stop. Mm-hmm. Similar to um, Fear Itself. The main Fear <laughs> Itself was really yeah. good. The X-Men book was really good. Everything else was awful. I don't know that I ever <laughs> read that, but I did read um, Original Sin. And I wanted to. Oh, that was pretty rough too. I, I wanted to gouge my own eyes out after that one. Was that Hickman still? Um, I think so. No, I thought that was Jason Aaron. Was it? I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't even bother. Hickman's the dude where like his stories just take so long that I just I don't care. I think I it care. is Jason Aaron. Like, I think you're right. yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, you you've got me in the first three issues, and then by like issue eight, I'm like, we're still where issue four left off. Why am I reading this? And then mm-hmm. I just get mad at myself for yeah. falling for Hickman again. So the Avengers versus X Men event. I think that was the one I was like, I'm done with events because that first oh, issue, yeah. I was like viscerally angry at it. I, I was just like, this is garbage. Yeah, garbage and crap. Crap. <laughs> garbage versus Grap. crap. Yeah, number one. Yeah, crap. <laughs> well, I think this has been. Uh, this has been good. We've been getting our feelings out. We've exercised some demons. <laughs> yeah, it's been, this has been very, very therapeutic. Right. I mean, Sean just went into a full rage, basically, <laughs> for, for Sean. This is tame because I remember reading that. I was mad. He was angry. And, everyone, and everybody at that meeting, when we were all talking about it, they all looked at me like I had three heads. And I'm like, what? I just don't like this book. This mm-hmm. is a horrible, horrible book. I would... It's because you're not hip enough to like that book. That's fine. I can live you with just that. Don't get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted things. to. Bro, do you even hipster? <laughs> Sometimes, bro. Do you even exo? <laughs> I got a mustache. <laughs> that is absolutely. I don't know what, what this was. is. We need a longer mustache with some wax on the yeah. ends. You curl it up. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. I almost. You can get you an XO Man of War tank top, so you can be like, do you even XO, bro? Bro, XO. <laughs> I, was, I always oh, joke man. about that with the Valiant guys, and they're like, oh, we're going to make them. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. are better. All right. Well, it's I think... Brodock. <laughs> That's right. Well, that was in uh, West Coast... West Coast the, the new West Coast yeah. Avengers, right? I forgot about that. Brodock. Oh, that was ridiculous, but still <laughs> funny. <laughs> Um, anything have anybody have any uh, anything else they want to talk about before we start wrapping things up? We're good. Yeah. Just, okay. uh, we did a lot of good work here today, people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back here next week for our next therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Comic book therapy. <laughs> I've been your host, Doctor Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it out. Just get this it is, out. This is NPR. <laughs> next, uh, thoughts for your thoughts. Right. <laughs> can't talk like that. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> also, I'm Jack sorry. I was Andy. yawning. Didn't I'm not bored by your conversation. That's a, I, I really don't, don't worry about it. Deep <laughs> with Jack Andy. <laughs> you should just read comics like that, like for an episode, just oh in that God. soothing 
like oh. the therapy voice and see how see how different the book sounds when you do it that way. <laughs> We'll do uh, Vamprella versus Reanimator number four. <laughs> this whole episode, we're just going to read books as if we were therapy therapists. Then, then the next episode, I'll be like, I'd like to announce my retirement from podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've ruined it for myself. The internet will have announced it for you. Yeah, yeah we know. Yeah. We know you're done. Yeah. You can't go back. You can't go back. Why don't these episodes upload? <laughs> It changes your password for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're done. Never know. All right. So this has been episode 309 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. I'm John. I'm Sean. And that's Steph. And that's Steph. Steph. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.